Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Good day, listeners. You're welcome to another edition of Money Radio. And of course, today being Tuesday, our focus is on agribusiness. I'm your host, Case Hammond, and in the studio with me is Mr. Paul Wadima, who is poised to do justice to the topic. You're welcome, Mr. Paul. Thank you for having me. Over the months, uh, Nigerians have expressed worry over the high price of food. Yes, the price of food has gone up to the roof. And the worst hit is the poor man out there, because he doesn't have money to buy the kind of food that he needs to eat enough and uh, the quality. So we are here to discuss today the issues of uh, the price in the hike of uh, you know, the price of food, how unreachable it has become, uh, it has come to the common man. Mr. Paul, over the, say, the last 12 months, the price of food has actually gone up. I'll give you one or two instances. Um, I talked to a trader on the phone just the other day in Lagos, and she told me that the price of beans, the price of tomatoes, the price of rice, everything, in fact, from what she discussed, the prices of those foodstuffs have actually doubled. You know, in some cases, tripled. Yes. Meanwhile, people are not having enough salaries, are not being increased. In fact, they are being decreased. So it has implication on the poor man out there. What is your take? Uh, well, uh, let us start look at first the reason why we have used to have we have low yield because first of all we have to talk about the capacity of the farmer to produce the quantity of food that can feed over 200 million Nigerians. Yeah, you know, for a very long time we have been having challenges of uh, productivity. Our farmers are mostly subsistence farmers. So their productivity is not as high as it should be. So their capacity to increase output is limited. Uh, Besides their inability to go into mechanized farming, which is very expensive, okay? Yeah. They also have the challenges of seedling. Most of the seeds they use are not disease resistant or pest resistant. Yeah. The soil, some of their soils, they don't understand the soil that they plant. Many of these people are illiterate farmers. Yeah. Most of the people that feed the country. Then you have the issue of uh, uh, agronomics. You have the issue of lack of fertilizer. Or when the fertilizer is available, it is too expensive beyond their reach. They talk about their knowledge of when to weed. They and the process of maintaining their farm be able to have high productivity. Uh, then coupled with it now is the issue of insecurity. So these are some of the challenges that farmers face which impact on the availability of food in the markets. Basically these are the major factors that need to be addressed if we are to get out of this problem of uh, high cost of food stock. Before we come to the issue of insecurity that has dogged the nation during recent uh, times, has this problem been perennial? Let's take one or two statistics. As of uh, 2019, trading economics um, 
a website, an American website, reported that Nigeria imported as much as $99 million worth of palm oil. There are reports that even up to now, Nigeria is still importing beans from neighboring countries. We haven't talked about rice. Rice is a given. We import rice. What is the... There needs to be a solution there. Nigeria is not... It's clear that Nigeria is not self-sufficient yeah. in food production because these are, these are our staple. So we don't have... We are not self-sufficient in food production. Thank yeah. you very much. You mentioned uh, palm oil. You know that uh, uh, before Nigeria's independence and shortly after the independence, Nigeria was a leading producer of palm oil. In fact, countries like Malaysia, they came here and collected city. Yes. Which they became the world leaders today in that uh, particular product. A report uh, said 40% yes. of the world's palm oil yes. was from Nigeria. Yes. yes. Which means we lost it along the way. Particularly when we discovered oil. So what went wrong? What went wrong was that the agricultural sector was neglected for years. Because uh, the leaders we had, especially after the first set of Nigerian leaders during the First Republic, did not pay much attention to the agricultural sector. And that impacted both in cocoa production, affected uh, palm oil production, affected granite production. All those things that gave Nigeria leverage to make a lot of miles shortly after independence, we abandoned them and we depended fully on oil. So it is, we are feeling the impact of years of neglect of the agricultural sector. What you are seeing today is a repercussion for what we failed to do, our leaders failed. And of course, climate has also not been very fair to us the, if you understand the, 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 the climate change factor is, has affected us. Even most of these issues you see about Fulani Hesmen and the farmers is all tied to climate. Because of desertification in the north, it is going at a higher rate than expected. In fact, the northern Nigeria is losing a lot of lands, almost losing 50% of this land desertification. Are you getting it? That was why even the federal government have to talk about the Great Green War program. It was a program that was intended to produce, uh, uh, to plant trees, to ward off this desertification. Uh, that's why the, the, um, most of the cattle rearers, they feel frustrated because they, they, they cannot stay most part of the north because of this. That's why this. Because this issue of moving cattle is what is known as transhumanism. Normally, during the dry season, these, these uh, cattle rearers, they move to the south. During the rainy season, they go back. But now you see that they don't want to go because the land keep on getting drier. Okay? So these are all combined to cause uh, the work we are seeing today. Uh, it's, based, it's, a, it's a serious uh, challenge, but I think we can be able to overcome it if our, uh, our leaders are committed. And if uh, the farmers are brought on board to practice a uh, uh, more scientific system of agriculture. So, Mr. Paul, with all of this, um, we truly have a problem of, on our hands. Of course. What are the implications 
uh, wider economic uh, world implication and uh, yeah. what are the implications to the common man? Yeah, the implications of social, eco- yeah. the, the social implication, uh, political yeah, yeah. implication of all of this because food yeah. is um, yeah. in need. Thank all you. of us must. Thank uh, you for that question. Uh, the present administration has a program to lift 100 million Nigerians out of poverty in the next 10 years. Now, when you have a situation where the food is not available, it means that most Nigerians will not be able to feed. When there is so much hunger, it leads to malnutrition. Malnutrition means that many Nigerians will be susceptible to sicknesses and diseases because they do not have the, uh, the, the immune resistance to some of the diseases that ordinarily they could have worn off if they are well fed. So these are challenges will impact social. Social because one, it creates more poverty, it creates more insecurity, it creates more health challenges. And these goes up. Clearly, that means we it's, it's going to be difficult. Uh, we are having an uphill task, or the federal government is having an uphill task. Well, it is uh, lifting yeah. hundred million. Nigerians out of poverty when hunger or the, the prices of food are just rising. Yeah, we, because uh, we, can, we can do it. Nigeria can do it because India has been able to do it. China has been able to lift even more people out of poverty. So we can be able to do it. All we need is commitment put by the government and the citizens. So how can we... One of the ways you can do it is to review the agricultural policy. To now many people want to stay in their villages and farm, but are the villages secured? So first of all, we must find a way to secure the villages. We must secure the farmlands, and then we embark on a process of training farmers to embrace modern system of agriculture and government have to encourage them because you look at uh, uh, most uh, farmers that feed this country they have subsistence farmers there's need to encourage cooperative society among them so that they can have larger farms mechanized farms be able to have access to seedlings uh up training on how when to plant and when not to plant when to harvest and when not to harvest all these things are things that need knowledge and need training by government and uh, experts so mr paul considering the situation we find ourselves in how early considering government's uh, various interventions of course the government has uh, made uh, various interventions we seem to be sinking now, now that you brought up the issue of intervention sometimes government intervene and they don't monitor the process of the intervention to make sure that the process reach the main target for example let me tell, give you a typical example uh there is a, a house of Reps member his name is uh, Honorable Shere from KB State. 
federal government have, has this policy of uh, subsidizing fertilizer. They created a registration center. This lawmaker is saying that these registration centers did not give go to the right farmers in Kebi State. If farmers are not aware of the registration exercise, the state government are not aware of the registration exercise. Are you getting it? Yeah. And this is a program that farmers need to register so that they can be able to get subsidized fertilizer from federal government. That has forced the House of Representatives to, to mandate the Committee on Agri to investigate that uh, registration center. Are you getting it? So these are the kind of uh, things that are affecting the the process of making things easier for the farmer. You have a program for farmers, and you know that fertilizer is key. In, if you want to talk about uh, farming in Nigeria and the increase in productivity of our farmers, fertilizer is key. Federal government, thank God, they agreed to continue to subsidize. But they say they need to register the farmers so that they, this thing will go to the, to the real farmers instead of politicians. Unfortunately, in Cape State, they are saying the farmers are not aware of this. And I can assure you that what is happening in Cape State that made the lawmaker to raise the motion National Assembly is happening all over the country. So these are some of the, the challenges of uh, intervention. When government intervene, they don't follow up to make sure that the real farmers are getting the uh, the, 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 the incentive that ought to be given to them. So, Mr. Paul, um, you have listed some traditional problems that has kept the that kept the nation uh, producing less than optimal uh, to, to meet the nutrition demands of uh, Nigerians. There seem to be another set of problems compounding the traditional problems and uh, that is insecurity. Would you like to talk a little bit on the insecurity? Yes, in fact, uh, right now, aside the normal problem of uh, low productivity by our farmers, which had been the issue that uh, policymakers used to face. Now it had been joined with the issue of uh, insecurity. The insecurity has gotten so worse to the level that farmers pay bandits to be able to have access to their farms. There are reports where farmers say that they pay bandits to have access to their farm. There are reports where bandits demand to be paid before farmers can harvest their crop. That is an issue you are bringing up. I would like to hold you a little bit on, let's take a short break and uh, get a breather. Uh, when we come back, we want to talk about that issue of farmers paying bandits and how it's affecting the price of food. Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, still with me is Mr. Paul Wadima, and we are discussing the high price of food and how it's affecting the common man. Before we went on break, Mr. Paul, you were talking about how farmers are paying bandits 
And of course, that uh, has implication for the price of food because the farmer who would have sold a moodle of beans, for example, for say three or four hundred naira, is incurring more cost by paying bandits. Because he is not only going to feed himself with what he produces, but he is also uh, making a profit to meet other personal needs and family needs, of course. So please uh, talk a little bit more on uh, uh, payment to bandits. Yes, yes. Uh, before we went to break, I was talking about uh, farmers paying bandits to be able to have access to their farm. When they pay to have access to their farm, when the time reaches for harvest, bandits also demands to be paid so that they can be able to harvest. When a farmer pays bandits to be able to access his farm or her farm, when the, when she's transporting he or she is transporting the agri produce from the farm to the house and then to the market. He also settled security people along the road. He paid them. But these are some of the things that this is the reason why products are very expensive. You're talking about traditional Trans- security, not uh, traditional security. They still pay those, those. Because those those ones are on the road apparently to, to mark security against the bandits. So the farmer pays the bandits. The farmer pays the security people before the thing gets to the market. The trader will get it at a very high price, and what he gives out to the public will also multiply based on how he got it. So these are basically some of the reasons why prices of uh, food stock are going up. What about the cost of transportation? The cost is of transportation also is, also, is also a factor. Cost of transportation is the factor. Now, of course, you have to factor it because if the normal price, price cost of transportation is fifty naira or hundred naira, because also, and the farmer pays another extra money to the bandits, pays another money to the security people along the route. Are you getting it? Yes. It's all part of the cost of transportation. Right. So it will be built into the agric products and at the end of the day is the consumer that will bear the brunt. So that is why we are having the problem we are having today. The cost of producing food is high because of the threat of bandits. The cost of transporting it is high because of threat of bandits. Uh, the, uh, the poor state of our roads can also be included and then when it gets to the market, you get uh, you get it at a very high. Nigerians get the food, their food stuff at a very high price. So what government need to do is to address this issue of banditry, the issue of uh, uh, security people collecting bribe along the route, and then uh, provide other incentives to the farmers, and uh, things will change. Well, as a sure ingredient for inflation, because there are some goods that we consume that can be postponed consumption of some goods can be postponed uh, some can be if for example you can postpone the consumption of a, 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 a garment you intend to wear you can postpone the consumption of some luxuries but food you must consume it every day 
that is telling on the larger economy. Of course, it's telling on the larger economy. It's also telling on the health of Nigerians uh, because uh, a, a malnourished nation is prone to sicknesses and diseases. That's true. Uh, so you, the, the, the price is paid in uh, through sicknesses and diseases. And uh, unfortunately, even our hospitals are nothing to write on about. So at all in the diplomacies are, are, are passing through a lot uh, because they can't feed well and they can't get help in the hospitals. Uh, so what, what is our situation? Are we between a devil and a deep blue sea? Is there a way out of this? Of course, there's a way out. Please, uh, if, if, there's a way out. Expatiate a bit on the, okay. the way out. Nigeria need to go and understand Israel. We need to have people who send to Israel, let them go to Israel, police, agricultural policy makers from this country should be sent to Israel to go and learn Why for Israel? at least two years. Why Israel? Three years. Israel is a desert country. Most of the people, most of the part of the country that is producing the food, the stable eat, they are desert poor. They are in northern Nigeria. That's true. And uh, this uh, issue of headers, uh, farmers' problem is also originated because of these challenges. Okay? Yeah. But Israel had been able to turn a desert land into a green land. What did they do? It is the application of technology. We must go and learn how they were able to produce. Israel is not having as much water as we are having in Nigeria. They are not receiving as much rain as we are receiving in Nigeria, even in the northern part of Nigeria. Yet, Israel is one of the largest exporters of agricultural produce in the world. Nigeria ought to send people to go and learn how they were able to do it. If they do it, they go to Israel and study it. There will be no need for headers to even move from north to south. There will be no need for any part of the north to talk about starvation. There will be so much food in the north and all over the country. That is basically, I, I, to me, that's the, for any government that is serious about turning agriculture around in this country should send people to go and study how Israel was able to do it. A lot of other Arab countries who are, in, who are having desert climate, they have also learned from Israel and they are beginning to do well. I saw an example of some of oh, people, uh, even Saudi Arabia, even Dubai, they, they, they have got to learn from Israel that desertification is not a call, that you don't have rain, it's not. You can use technology. So what, water. what is our problem then? Is it the technology? Our, our, is it our, security? Our, is it the environment? Is it no, the... I, I think that was his lack of commitment. Uh, because we like easy solutions to problem. Oil has made things easy, so our leaders can stay in Abuja. Funny enough, that oil is no longer they can a, 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 a secure um, uh, cushion to fall back on because well, uh, we know that the, the prices of oil have been uh, yeah it, it has been coming down but the rental system uncertain uh, but the rental political process will still be subsisting we are still what we are still doing in Abuja if not today uh, it has not stopped the lawmakers from uh, collecting kubongos allowances and salaries 
and they have not thought about it to reduce their what their beds of office. So if we are committed, if we have leaders who are committed, we can turn the 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 desert, the Sahel region of Nigeria into green lands where we can cultivate anything you can think of. So the, the, what I, I think we should do is to learn from other countries who have been who, who had similar challenges that we like we like we are having presently, especially in northern part of Nigeria, which produces a lot of food for the country, but it is very insecure now, and uh, and this insecurity also related to climate. But Israel has been able to handle this climate issue, and uh, they are feeding their people well, and they are exporting a lot of food. Many people uh, allude, like you mentioned earlier, many people allude to what they call multiple level of taxation uh, inter, in interstate travel yes, yes. Um, don't you think uh, the federal government uh, can at least tackle that as a low-hanging fruit to solve this problem because um, it's simple get your security people out of the highways yes. to reduce the taxation that they impose on uh, people who transport uh, these uh, agricultural goods. Well, federal government may not have the courage to do that because they have not been able to drive away the bandits from the bush. So, first of all, you have to drive away the bandits from the bush so that they will not come inside on the road. So, the, 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 the security people are, are apparently there to stop the bandits from taking over the roads. So, government has failed to, to, to protect the forest from. from from being occupied by bandits. In that case, I don't see how they can solve that problem. But my take is the multiple taxation they are talking about is because if you are moving agricultural produce past some local governments, there are boys on the road there that will collect labor from you that you can't carry agricultural produce from their local government without paying. States are collecting. Now, these are the built into the cost of whatever price you pay, or ordinary Nigerians pay when they get to the market. Wow, that obviously puts Nigerians in a cash quantity situation. You can't uh, get the bandits off the street, you don't have enough technology. Security is a problem, environment is a problem, and we can't produce food, enough food without uh, these problems being solved. We are actually in a vicious uh, cycle. Uh, well, um, I, I, let's don't, I, I, don't, I don't think we, uh, there's no problem that has no solution. Yeah. Uh, what we need is commitments by the government to solve this problem, it will be solved. And so to the government, we are saying that uh, commitment is what we need to solve this problem because we are actually in a terrible situation right now. Thanks to you all listeners uh, for joining us today on the, this issue of agri, agribusiness uh, on the Money Radio. We'll be back here tomorrow with another bumper edition. Thank you, Mr. Paul. Thank you to all of you producers. Thanks to all you listeners. Have a nice day. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.